Welcome back to Movie Mastery. I am John. With me as always, Jeff. Say hello to the nice people. Hello, nice people. Hi, Glavin. Glavin. So, this is the podcast where we review movies that you send us, uh, whether you send it physically, like this week's, or you just give us the recommendation. We randomly determine what we're going to watch, and this week we got Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Yeah, and it was an actual DVD. Yeah, a For Reals DVD that was given to us, and uh, when you send us an actual DVD, uh, it ends up being slightly more likely we... Uh, we'll pick that. We put it like twice on our list, mm-hmm. just because you know we feel bad if someone sends us an actual physical copy of something and then we never review it. I'm sure we're about to feel bad that he sent us an actual physical copy of something based on the trailer that we just watched. Oh yeah. So this uh, came to us from Gord Captain. Thank you, Captain of the Gords. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. I can't wait to watch a Lou Ferrigno movie from the '80s. So we watched the trailer for that. We're gonna give you our predictions, then watch the movie, and see how close we got. Okay, uh, so right off the bat, the trailer opens with the Canon Films logo. Oh yeah, so you know this is quality. Oh yeah, it could have been better if it was the Golan Globus logo, but, <laughs> but or, or maybe the Nelvana, you know the 80s Nelvana logo always meant like a bad cartoon or something. Yeah, there are, there are some logos that if you see them, you're like, oh, oh no, no. what have I done? I mean, normally I completely ignore opening logos, but... If I see a, if I see Canon, Golan Globus, or Deke, I'm like, I'm like, ah, ah crap. <laughs> oh man. Well, I mean, modern day, it's when you see that something was made by the Asylum. You're like, oh, oh god damn, damn it. it. That, that means I fell for one of their stupid uh, mockbuster scams. Grandma, <laughs> you got me the wrong movie. Why did you get me Alien versus Hunter? <laughs> I do not need to watch Transmorphers or Snakes on a Train. So. Yeah, we got a... Or Snake's on a Plane, to be honest with you. That movie was terrible. You know, I never saw it. I should have. Oh, no, you should. It's, it's, you, you've, no, you I saw it enough. It. I it's, should it, have. It existed better as a zeitgeist than as a film. <laughs> it's better in my head, the way I love to imagine it. Yeah, that, that's all you need to know. I mean, there's one cool shot of a snake biting a boob, <laughs> and there's also one great over the, t- <laughs> there's also one great over the top shot of a, like, 18 foot long python falling out of one of the light fixtures on the airplane which by the way to make that work the airplane has like school light fixtures in it good instead of those old you know airplane lights it's got like a giant fluorescent thing hanging from the ceiling like in a cafeteria somewhere just so they could put a boa constrictor in there yeah they're like look i don't give a fuck what planes are like i've got an idea it doesn't matter what planes are like we're having a giant snake fall out of a thing (laughs) anyway we have a movie to talk about it's my fault okay so sinbad of the seven seas We've got Lou Ferrigno muscling out. That's he is, it's weird, right? He is constant flex. In oh yeah, this. he's in he's in 100% flex mode. Like you can tell between takes, he's like just like lets it all out and just sort of falls. But every time he's in he's in frame, he's like hold everything. Like he's just trying to hold a super poop. And you know that guy took massive like toilet seat left at a 45 degree angle type poops. Oh yeah, the super fiber poop. Yeah, so. Anyway, he's always at a constant flex, which is weird for Sinbad, right? I mean, when you think Sinbad... Oh, yeah, no, I always think Sinbad as being like, oh, I'm more of like an Aladdin-type, like, I'm clever and swashbucklery type character rather than I'm just gonna straight up, like, murder a dude and rip him in half. Yeah, this is like Sinbad as a roided-up, like, hulked-out muscle punch. It's, it's a weird choice. And then... You've got Prince Ali visible on the ship as well, because if you know your your legend of these guys, you know that he had a couple people with him. So you got Prince Ali visible. Clearly, looks the way Sinbad was supposed to. Not, honestly, I didn't see fucking anyone else in this trailer but him. It's just him. Uh, he fights a wizard. Yeah, there's a wizard. There's some like jumping guys. Yeah, there's like a there's like an, a there's British several knight. knights. Actually. Yeah, that was weird, huh? There's like a British knight in like. Jousting armor. Oh yeah, there's like a dude on horseback that's a knight. There's a knight that he's fighting. I don't know. I think it's different knight. He probably goes to like I don't know England or some shit, I, and it time warps him to a point where there are knights. I got to admit, I'm not a hundred percent clear on exactly when the Arabian Nights are supposed to be set. Like that set of stories. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's before British knights. I, I'm guessing that's just because that armor is cheap. Oh, I'm sure it was just. 
Hey, what do, what do we got in storage for costumes? Uh, you got some of this knight armor? Alright, well, fuck it, he fights knights. Yeah, there's also a hot princess in there for like a second. Hell yeah. So Getting threatened by evil wizard's weird fingernail. Oh yeah, that guy's got like one coke nail. <laughs> he is gonna bump so hard. <laughs> he's gonna get, I mean, he's probably gonna have to to make it through a movie like <laughs> Okay, so let's see, what are the predictions for this uh, thing? Okay, so... Predictions for this, uh, I mean, I, I, there's nothing. The trailer is garbage. No, it doesn't even tell you anything. It's just him swinging around and punching and running and stuff. Marvel, as Lou Ferrigno, fights a guy, then punches a dude. Then some dude jumps near him and he goes, and punches that guy. Oh, he also falls down a pit at one point. Yeah, great. Uh, okay. So I'm gonna assume he solves... Basically, all of his problems with being muscly. So, like, oh, I fell down a pit. I'll punch my way out. There's one cool shot of him breaking a chain that's held over his chest in there. Oh, yeah. He's so, got the, like, I'm so muscly, I can break chains. I'll flex this chain out of my way. So, that that's a thing he's... That, yeah, that's in there. That's what I assume, is that anytime something comes up, he's like, well, I better punch this. In fact, I'm going to go far enough to say that there's more than one scene in this movie where he gets a sword and then he just throws it. <laughs> like, not... Like, right away, just gets a sword and just goes, man, fuck this thing. It's, uh, it just, just freak, no. lays in there punching and, like, double arm punching that what he's that kind of buff where you have to move your whole body to punch a guy really yeah like, which is why he's got to toss the sword because there's no way you can swing a sword and not look just ridiculously awkward like a four-year-old holding a sparkler kind of awkward <laughs> uh all right and let me try and get a weird thing in there for this movie based on the trailer Let's go ahead and say he murders the wizard. I'm going to go ahead and say he straight murders him. Yeah, and I want to throw in one that at some point there's a shitty attempt at a Harryhausen-style monster. Because it's a Sinbad movie. Well, I mean, we we saw several of the shitty mo- uh, monsters from there. Well, I mean, we saw a bunch of people in armor suits. I'm saying that there's going to be a... Well, no, uh, we, there was a big, gross, green oh, thing that right. he stabs. He looks like he stabs Swamp Thing at one point. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Okay. I was thinking more like skeleton warriors or like a giant oh like ocean some, some claymation shit yeah that's like a, throwback to that that's why I was saying Harryhausen like Harryhausen yeah. like it's literally gonna be some stop motion shit in there because you got to if you're doing a Sinbad film oh yeah I if there's no claymation shit in this I'm gonna be real sad yeah that's what I was saying I mean I know there's already monsters in it I just thought they were gonna be bigger shittier like looking. a big cyclops yeah a cyclops or a skeleton man word okay yeah so there you go. Great, those are our predictions. We're going to go watch the film. We'll be right back with our report on Sinbad of the Several Seas. More than five, but less than nine. ready for it yeah give him the hot mic there's nothing good about a hot mic <laughs> yeah i'm in there trying to do my business and then they're all like i'm gonna give you the hot mic and i'm like oh <laughs> well anyway your hot mic is ready <laughs> thank you thank you order, for this hot mic order up <laughs> <laughs> oh good god okay we watched sinbad of the seven seas that's <clears throat> what this movie was called yes that is indeed it it was a journey that we went on. Yeah, we definitely went on a journey together. <laughs> and and also my girlfriend for about four minutes. Yeah. Until, she was like, just like, no, nah, that's, no, that's I'm, okay, you I, keep it. I'll go draw in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so this movie is a big old loofah rigno joint. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of loofah rigno in this. Yeah, that loofah... Is very Rignode. Yeah, very Rigno of that Lufa of him. He's, he, and he is he is basically in almost every shot. And he's got a whole team with him, but you'd be hard-pressed to remember. Oh, yeah. Like, they keep kind of trying to jump back to him. Because he's, oh, yeah, it's Sinbad's faithful crew, Prince Ali. They introduced Fabulous them. Fabulous He. Oh, it's, yeah, oh, God. That was, our, that was our game, was to say Fabulous He every time anyone said Prince Ali all the way through <laughs> this thing. And it comes up a lot. Because every time they call him anything, they call him Prince Ali. Because let's face it, this movie doesn't start with our heroes. It starts with the entry, the intro from uh, the never-ending story where a sick kid is read to in bed. Yeah, this is basically the Princess Bride beginning where it's like, 
Oh, I don't feel good. Read a story to me, mommy. Oh, you're right. That's that's right. The never-ending story is he finds a book in yeah. an old bookstore. I had my my fantasy '80s movies <laughs> intros confused. Wait, was he was he angry and petulant because he had to babysit? Was that what it was? What? Oh, wait. I'm sorry. No, that's Labyrinth. Okay. No, I'm I'm coming. I'm getting around to it. <laughs> what? No, that's Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> wait, is it Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? <laughs> Oh, that's a great movie. It we should watch movie. that movie instead. Oh. Let's review that movie right now instead okay. of Sinbad. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead is an awesome film where they bounce around on those big balls, but they're in a Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah, they do. Hey, yeah. Man. Whoa, I don't remember anything else about it. Don't they go to a Grunion run in the middle hey, man, of it? They, they go skeet shooting with some plates. That's right. Instead of cleaning sh- them. They throw plates and then Fucking shoot them. Christina Applegate gets a corporate business job. That's right. And then that guy says the dishes are done, man. Man. That's okay. I remember that. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's the movie. There you go. A plus movie. I think we're both giving that one five. Yep, two thumbs up. Join us next time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks and goodbye. So anyway, there's this lady, very obviously dubbed, as she tells a story to this little kid in bed. It's pretty clear they were speaking Italian or something, and they got dubbed over. And it's just, tell me a story, tell me a story. Okay, I will tell you a story. It's the story of a far-off Arabian land of knights and brave Sinbad. And, and okay, then it introduces our, our cast of characters, which is Sinbad... Lou Ferrigno never puts on a shirt. Yep. Uh, we got Prince Ali. Fabulous he. Fabulous he. Looking like, uh, probably... Like, the, should be Sinbad. Pr- yeah, probably the closest thing to anyone with any Middle Eastern blood at all. Oh, yeah. In this whole thing, I think it's basically him and maybe a couple, like, like random some, extras some in extras. the back. Yeah. Then you got, uh, his good friend Something the Greek. I don't remember his name. It's not yeah. Zorba, though. It's just... It's like Utso or something. Absorbo the Greek. Yeah. <laughs> Absorbo... Yeah, absorbing, absorbing man, the, the Greek. Greek. That's who it is. Uh, let's see. Killer Creel, the Greek. <laughs> Killer Carl Creel. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's also let's see. They've got his friend Hatsuko, the Chinese warrior. Yeah. Who is a Japanese guy dressed up in a rainbow? He's got a rainbow dress on. Yeah. And my God, that thing is fabulous. Oh, it's the best thing. It's the best. It's we're both going to say it's the best part of the movie. Is this guy's <laughs> awesome outfit? Is he's wearing a cool rainbow dress? Because it kind of looks just like blue with some little colored highlights, but when he spins, you can see that it's actually like the material shifts and inside is all these rainbow colored things. I'm like, oh my god, your outfit is amazing. You look so good. He totally looks like an exalt. And oh, then, this guy is the best. Also, he's given himself a haircut that has, like, a ponytail sticking out and down and back, and then an, a top knot going up and forward, which makes it look like he has a crescent moon coming out of the back of his head. Yeah, he it's, fights for the honor of the moon. Yeah, for for uh, Mac tonight. That's, his, that's who he fights for. <laughs> he fights for a Big Mac. He's fighting for a Big Mac, and also for glory. <laughs> <laughs> he fights with Sailor Moon against McDonald's for a Big Mac. <laughs> that's the story of... Of this awesome character. Then also his good friend Poochie the Dwarf. Yeah, Poochie the Dwarf, who they keep trying to make useful in some way, but he's mostly comic relief. Yeah, he's comic relief, and every time he does anything, the narrator pops in and keeps calling him Brave Poochie. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, there's, let's get this out of the way. There is a ton of over-narration in this thing. No, you you first start it, and you're like, oh, okay, you, you've got a little opening narration because your conceit is... Someone's reading a story to their kid. Mm-hmm. All right, I get it. And, you know, maybe if we do full Princess Bride, we'll cut back to her a few times saying something. Yeah. Okay, sure. But this movie is like 70% narration. I assume, I have to assume it was so they could get past the fact that it wasn't filmed in English in the first place. Maybe, I mean, maybe it was. I don't know if Lou Ferrigno speaks Italian. I don't, well, honestly, it looks like the words that they're saying match up to what they're mouthing, like, it's a little off, you know, like that yeah. hor- the horrible dubbing you get, the kind of stereotypical Godzilla dubbing. I gotta assume that there's no way that Tegan Clive speaks Italian. No. And I, we aren't gonna talk about her for a little bit yet, but... Yeah, I, I assume that they were speaking English, it was just real bad. I also don't think that was Lou Ferrigno's real voice. I don't think that's what he sounds like. No, I'm pretty sure I that think isn't. someone else dubbed in his lines. Yeah, so anyway... uh and then finally, the last major character in his band, the Viking Warrior. And we didn't forget his name, he just doesn't have one. Yeah, it's just, they always go, yeah, and then there's the Viking Warrior. 
And this Viking guy, he is a Viking warrior. He has a big, dumb mustache. Yeah, he's got that, uh, like, not beard into his mustache thing going on. Yeah, and then he also has a weapon that's a mace on one end of a huge stick and a hammer on the other end of that huge stick. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's just a big stick with a spiky ball on one end and a big hammer on the other. And you can tell he always uses the hammer end because the hammer end is a soft padded construct that he can whack extras with. Yeah, like, he'll do full contact with that, and then if he, like... Hit someone with the spike ball, and he's like, eh, poke, poke. Oh, he's careful now. Hey, ooh, oh, hey don't, don't want to hurt you there, skeleton extra. Hey. Hey. Ooh. Man, I fucking wish there was a skeleton extra. No, no. Right out of the way, my my prediction that there was going to be stop motion animation in this movie. No, there's some there's some shitty costumes that they use uh, split screen filming to make them look bigger than they are, and that's it. Yeah, it's it's really disappointing. Like like I had said to start with, no stop motion. Why? What are you even doing? You made a Sinbad movie and you didn't put some claymation in there. Get out. Yeah, anyway. Then the lady says, okay, so they're on a ship and they're on their way home to the magical kingdom where everyone is happy all the time because they all love Sinbad so much. And the the sultan? Well, no, it's the caliph. Yeah, he's a caliph. The caliph is the nicest guy and everyone likes him and he's the best ruler and the whole land is great and they have magic gems that give them love or yeah there's like four spiky balls that give them and i swear those balls look like they're left over from a superman thing don't they they're like yeah that looks like some krypton shit yeah they're 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 plastic balls with spikes coming out of them i swear they came out of the the, uh, set of superman 4 that or someone's christmas tree yeah (laughs) (laughs) christmas ornaments they're just some spiky plastic balls that are supposed to be like the greatest important magic gems of town. And then also the Caliph has the most beautiful daughter in all the land, the Princess Elena. And Elena is in love with Prince Ali. Fabulous he. Okay, but the uh, the nice thing is that the girl first asks if that's Sinbad's girlfriend. Where she's like, oh, there's the beautiful Princess Alina. Oh, is she in love is with she, Sinbad? Is she going to do it with Lou Ferrigno? And, and then the, the uh, mom's like, oh, no. No, no one's in love with Sinbad. Or Sinbad's not in love with anyone. You're such a stupid kid. I'll explain to you how homosexuality works in a few years. You dumb bitch. <laughs> of course not. Her name's Alina, and there's a guy named Ali. Stupid. God, get it together, kid. <laughs> Fucking, and this movie continually cuts back to them, and the kid is never correct on anything. It's like, oh, Sinbad's in a pit. Is he dead now? No, of course not, kid. Shut the fuck up and let me read this. She's just hopeful. She's like, hey, is this, this done is, now? Is this done? Did he die? That would be so good. <laughs> Did Jafar win? Because that's who else is in this movie. It's Jafar, the evil vizier. Oh, yeah. And the, the Caliph is basically the Sultan from the Aladdin movie. Like, he's a, a short little fat dude with a big beard constantly fanning himself. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm a happy old... I'm the king of town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll eat my weight in mashed potatoes. <laughs> Aren't you the sneak? <laughs> You're crossing the streams. The sneak is the old tiny cheat. Yeah, he put a Bengal tiger in the Kaiser's latrine. Akliba. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. That's Much for everyone who gets that at home. Good job. God, that's so old. Okay, so um, Sinbad and, and friends are rolling up into town when when the. When Jafar launches his evil scheme, which is to use his uh, eye hypnotism to turn everyone in town into his slaves. Well, like, okay, he turns a couple of the guard, and of course he turns the caliph into his, like, weird slaves, but he can't do that to everyone. Well, he specifically cannot do it to Alina, no matter how hard he tries. Well, he can't do it to, like, Sinbad or anyone that matters. Yeah, but he can get the caliph, which is apparently good enough, and then so he just... Walks into the caliph's office, and the caliph's like, Hey, how come everyone in town is grumpy today? And he's like, Oh, because I'm taking over the city. Nah. Yeah, by the way... Cast, he the, cast a spell that was like, The dire winds that will cause everyone to be miserable! It cost it... What it did was it, it he cast a spell, and a bunch of stuntmen were forced to jump into, uh, like, market stalls. Oh, yeah, there was no wind any... Like, you're looking at the background, everything is completely still, and some guy's like, Whoa! Yeah. And they keep jumping into those open-air market stalls and knocking them over because they're just made of sticks. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it did. It just caused a bunch of stuntmen to flip out briefly. <laughs> Amazing spell. I totally want that in an ice D&D game. Summon stuntmen to flip around. <laughs> yeah, no, give, give me summon and control stuntmen. Yeah, 
doing a backflip in response to an explosion that's way behind them. The stuff. <laughs> it just it causes rocks to become cardboard behind them. <laughs> it's the spell's just called a team shot. <laughs> Oh, well, those cars flipped over, but everyone's okay! It causes 1d4 plans to come together. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so he do- he casts this horrible spell, and then he marches into the Caliph's uh, throne room, and I was trying to say office. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Caliph! I'm the only one who can do this! <laughs> you're, a ru- you're a messed up ruffian with a heart of gold, Jafar, but I don't trust you until I see you give half your paycheck to orphans. I've got the Sultan breathing down my neck! <laughs> Turning your wand and your badge! <laughs> Oh, no, okay. Jesus. Anyway, he uh, he walks in. He just goes, "I'm taking over." By the way, Jafar's the best actor in the movie by a, by a mile because he's, he's the only one hamming everything. He's, up. he's the one who gets it. He's, he's like, "Wait a minute, hold on. What movie are we in?" Great. This is for kids. Okay, I'm going way over the top. You won't even be able to see the top from where I'm at. <laughs> so he just kind of marches in. I'm taking over because I'm the evil Jafar. <laughs> I, I love that his entire thing is he's just like, man, this town is too nice. And I love evil. Yeah. Not not like, I want to be rich. It's not even particularly, I want to be powerful. He's just like, dude, I love evil so much. Look, guys. I want there to be more evil. I'm a bad guy, so I'm going to do bad guy stuff. Yeah. It is just, my motivation is, you know what's great? Bad things. I'm gonna make bad things happen. So anyway, he takes over the Caliph's brain, and the Caliph's just like, Oh, you did a great job at taking over my brain, Jafar. Like, actually says that. And then he says, uh, Bring Princess Alina in here, for I am going to marry her, and you are going to tell her that I am going to marry her. And that's basically what happens, and she freaks out and gets locked in a dungeon. Yeah, and so... Then we get Sinbad and his crew finally show up in town, and they're like, Oh, what's happening? Everyone's missing. Everyone's sad and grumpy in this town. Let's go into the king's palace and talk to the caliph in there. Which I think they actually cast the spell, because there are no more extras in that town from that point on. Oh yeah, they had one shot. They had two shots with the extras in the town, because they also do one at the very end. Oh yeah. So they they had those extras for 15 minutes. They're like, look, we don't have enough in our budget of craft services to keep extras fed for more than like... Five minutes. We're gonna do two shots, and then we're going to have ill winds blow, and then they're gone. We're done with them. That's it. No more extras. Half of them are gonna get into costume to play the jumping skeleton warriors of the Isle of the Dead. The uh, the the women ones are gonna go hang out on that Amazon island briefly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the uh, Sinbad marches in to figure out what's going on with the Caliph, and and uh, Jafar's in there, and he's like, I've taken over. I'm a bad guy. I like evil. Why don't you take a knee? And then I guess Sinbad, because he's being mind-controlled slightly, takes a knee in front of Jafar, which is enough for Jafar to hit a button that trapdoors him into a pit. At which point we cut to the girl, and the girl's like, is he gonna die? No, stupid. Quit asking that. Shut up. We're no. like 15 minutes into this movie. Of course not. Your, tor- your torture isn't over yet. I mean, he's gonna die at like 60 or something, because he's got 80-pound pecs. <laughs> I mean, that's gonna happen. I mean, come on. But, but, uh, but no, I mean, he's, he's not gonna die right now. Not right now. So, anyway, uh, he lands in this pit, and at that point he talks snakes into letting him tie them up. Yeah, so... Like, the rest of his crew is fucking terrible and just do nothing and oh, get they, caught. He's just captured immediately. Except for Poochie, who... I, I, I guess no, is no, below notice. He's below notice, and dear God, stop me before I make a Simpsons joke about this fucking thing, because because <laughs> it's just it keeps saying, and then Poochie, brave Poochie. Everyone was asking, where's Poochie? And Poochie was going back to his home planet, yeah. and he died on the way there. It's just constant Poochie reference. <laughs> But uh, but anyway, Poochie never gets caught, and he still... It, it doesn't matter, because it's not like he shows up and does anything amazing. He just, no, he just shows up and goes, Hey, did you know that fucking Jafar is evil and has a plan? And they're like, yeah, we figured that. Thanks, Poochie. You got it. Thanks for letting us know. But, yeah, okay. So, fucking Sinbad, like, snake charms these snakes by just going, Hey, man, I understand. Like, he's being a therapist, and he's like, You know, people are real scared of you, and that's... That's not fair. You get put in pits like this. That's terrible. I'm sorry about that. You should you should try and help me. We'll both get out of this pit together. And you're like, 
what the fuck is going on? So my prediction that he was solving everything with punches, apparently not true, because he straight up just talks snakes into helping him. I assume that in the Arabian Nights stories, Sinbad is also a snake charmer. Uh, but I don't think that this movie recognized, like, did the whole snake charming thing. It's not like he busts out a basket and a flute. He just goes like, hey, snakes, what's up? Hey, guys. Hey, look, here's the deal. I'm going to come over there and grab you, and you're going to be friendly about it, and I'm going to tie you into knots and use you as a rope. And then I'm going to leave you like that. Goodbye. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, he uses a snake rope to get out of the pit. Oh, you don't see that. You just see No, him. it's, you see him tying the ends of some rubber snakes together while the head of a rubber snake is in, like, the foreground. Yeah. Looking at him. And then it just cuts to, and now he's out. And now he is out, and, uh... Which they- is, again, he so he falls through a trap door to get to this pit. What is he using the rope to? It's not like they put him in a tower somewhere that he's got to climb down from. He's in a pit. What is a rope going to do for him? Oh, well, he's going to use this... He tied a lasso into the top end of the rope, uh, out of snakes, so he can lasso something at the top of the pit to climb out with? I don't know. Also, the rope's alive. It's made of snakes. Yeah. So he could just be like, all right, snakes, normally I would need a rope to already be tied up to the top, but your job as snakes is to slither up there and then tie yourselves up and then I'll climb up you. And incidentally, I weigh like 300 pounds, so I'm going to tear you all in half. Like, oh, yeah. Like, immediately. Also, the, the only way out of this pit, the way I came down is right into the throne room, which will immediately get me surrounded by guards again. Well, I love the idea of him poking his head up out of that trap door and Jafar just going, oh, and pressing the button again. Boop. <laughs> 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 uh, also, put in some better snakes. <laughs> Any- anyway, he gets out and he finds Jafar in his lair that looks like uh, Dr. Manhattan's... Like, oh, yeah. Dr. Manhattan's thing on Mars, like, yeah, where that, he's like, I created a half clock that I fly around on before I make my giant fucking Frozen-style uh, castle. castle. Yeah, but when he was still on the super clock, that's what it looks like. It looks like Jafar's got a super clock sticking out of red glowing glass rocks. Yeah, so j- fucking Jafar has that. He has that to hang out on. The whole thing looks like it's from the set of, like, an 80s sketch comedy, like, intro shot, like... Like, you expect uh, some 80s comedian to pop out from behind one of the sides and go like, Ah, Nixon's back! Ah! That's like, it's just weird. It's like the backdrop of something. But he's he's mincing around on this thing in what's supposed to be an Arabian Nights storyline. Oh, yeah. Well, this is, this is the room where the magic gems that make the town peaceful are. He also has a machine in here that he ties Princess Alina to that runs green and red liquid through big tubes. It looks like a double dare leftover. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's just basically pumping her full of NyQuil until yeah. she's pliant. It's green and red kryptonite. <laughs> so, also, now his plan here, he has to get rid of these gems. He can't destroy them because they are too pure, good, and powerful for him to destroy, but he can send them off. Now, the weird thing that I'm getting is he sends them off because they're too good for him to destroy and they protect the town. Except he has already taken it over and fucked over everyone in the village. Why does he need to send these gems away? Well, apparently when Sinbad has all the gems, he becomes crazy powerful. So I don't know why they don't just leave them with Sinbad instead of uh, tying them to this weird machine that breaks Princess Alina's will. (laughs) Because that's where they are. They're tied to some moon mobile that's hanging over a machine that breaks wills. Great. Okay, sure. Anyway, he just teleports them off. And because the movie has to get on with shit, it teleports them all and play... Like, one of them is is in the ocean and the other... Well, it's one is on an island where there's a big monster. One of them is on the island of the Amazons and two of them are on the island of the dead. Yeah. We have these set pieces, you see, and we need to have you go there. So we can't just have five of them go to five locations. Two of them go to the Isle of the Dead. It's convenient. Yeah. (laughs) Look, we only have enough... For three places, okay? <laughs> so true. We have four gems. We couldn't afford a fourth place. Fuck it. Two of them are at one. So here's what happens at this point. Uh, he Jafar just walks into the room where Alina is and teleports the gems away. Then Sinbad shows up in the room and he's like, Jafar, I'm really mad at you and I'm going to flex and sword and stuff at you. And then uh, at that point, Jafar goes, well, I've teleported away the gems, don't you see? You... you pusillanimous hunk of tin. And, and the, oh, sorry, I'm going off into Lost in Space territory. <laughs> yeah, good uh, job. Any, anyway, uh, <laughs> at, at that point, I, I guess Sinbad just fucks off. He's just like, oh, okay. And then he goes down to rescue the other guys from the prison that they're in. 
Yeah, they're all in the fucking, uh, like, the torture chamber area. Where there's another bodybuilder. And, yeah, he's one of the guards, and he's got big fuck-off arms. Yeah, he's got big, crazy super arms. You don't really see his face or anything, but you're just like, oh, it's one of uh, Lou Ferrigno's bodybuilder friends. Which this movie is just lousy with. Yeah. (laughs) So, Ferrigno gets in there, and he just sort of pops through a grate, and he's just like, all right, now I'm going to beat all of you up, especially the ones who are trying to drop my Greek friend into a pit of piranhas, which are literally sock puppets. It's just a dude's hand going... (laughs) I mean, it's a sock with some fake teeth on it. <laughs> Look at these deadly piranhas. Syphil <laughs> 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 and Ollie. <laughs> they say. Yeah. What's your least favorite emotion? Itchy. <laughs> oh, that show was real dumb. Do you think we might that might be our dumbest reference yet? Is <laughs> The Syphil and Ollie show? Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I'm amazed you got that. I thought I was gonna, <laughs> I thought that was going to just die on the vine immediately. You're like, oh no, I'm on board for the no, I've got, got a fucking reference to make. I've got quotes from Syphil and Ollie to do. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyway, uh, th- th- this is the point where the executioner guy gets a chain around Sinbad, and we wa- we get to watch Sin- uh, Lou Ferrigno flex for about three minutes. He's just. Oh, oh. And then and then it cuts away from him for a second, and when it cuts back, the chain is broken, so we can pull it off of him. Well, it cuts back, and he's given up on trying to just flex his pecs through the chain, and he, like, actually pulls the chain apart. Well, that's mostly just so we can put his hands over the fake chain link. Yeah. Yeah, so he so uh, we get to watch him for three minutes as if you're like, oh, man, is he actually going to flex his way out of a chain? That would be neat. And then instead, you get to watch him kind of go, ugh, just take this off and... Push you in the piranha pit, where everyone else has gone so far. I've pushed, like, seven or eight guards into this piranha pit. Look at those piranhas, man. There's, like, three of them in there, so... (laughs) Also, oh, no, that's the thing. Sinbad didn't go up to the chamber. That's what Poochie was doing. Poochie had the information to be like, oh... Fucking Jafar sent the gems away. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because it's not time for Sinbad to have his momentous confrontation with Jafar yet. Well, no, but it's not time, but still, it's like, why isn't it time? Poochie pops back down into this jail cell where where, uh, Sinbad's finally rescued all of his friends. He's like, Jafar teleported away the gems, and he's got Princess Alina tied up and captured. And and, uh, Sinbad's response is, oh, okay, time to go on a sea voyage then. Time to go get those gems, because if we don't get them by the time... It's seven days. He goes seven moons. Seven moons moons have passed, then the town will be under the influence of evil forever. It's like, why aren't you just marching right up there and flexing Jafar to death? I mean, you're in the same room as him right now. Just like, walk upstairs, stab him in the face, and be like, great, now let's go get the gems. Yeah. I took a fucking five-minute detour to stop this guy. My plan instead is to leave for seven moons so I can go sailing around, and uh, I'll just leave that princess tied up. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's not like she's my girlfriend, right, Prince Ali? Fabulous he. All right, let's get going. <laughs> like, how's Prince, how's Prince Ali Fabulous he. in on this? How is he okay with that? Like, he'd be like, uh, wait... My girlfriend's still tied up, right? Can can we get her first? Are, are we doing that, or are we gonna go on your? Oh, oh, oh I see. We're going on your sea voyage. Oh, look, look. Okay, I I know that you have a girlfriend tied up, and she's probably gonna get like horribly fucked up by this experience. Because you know, even if she doesn't get fully turned, she spent seven days getting seven moons. Sorry, getting tortured. But look, Prince Ali. Look, the SS manhandler needs a bosun, and you're it. So, I need, come on now. I need five burly guys and a dwarf to run that ship. So, you're one of those burly guys. Get in there. Just you, get it. You are fabulous, he. Now get in there. <laughs> Here's your uniform. <laughs> uh, so, they go off on a sea voyage. And the first part of the sea voyage is that Sinbad has to go swimming. Yeah, they can't, they go to Skull Island, which they can't take the boat to because it's too rocky. Right, so he swims up to it and fights a rock monster and gets the first gem. Yeah, and the rock monster fight is just dumb. You get one shot of a rock monster standing up, and it's a guy covered in rocks in a rock costume. And then the rest of the fight is a big fake rock being pressed against Sinbad on, on a wall. Ooh. And him going, him going as he tries to push it away. Yeah, I love that the fight starts with him like, I've got this sword. Hits the rock, sword breaks. All right, well, time to be Sinbad. Oh, yeah, my, my other prediction was right. That, that oh, yeah, no, he never has a sword for more than, like, 15 seconds. In the uh, in the prison scene in particular, he has a, he pulls a sword out of his uh, sword sheath, 
and then just throws it aside and starts punching dudes. Yeah. He like pulls it out for a second. Doesn't even lift it into sword position. Just goes, well, I don't need this sword. I, I don't even... Why is he carrying it? <laughs> well, I start He's every fight. so you can break it on things. Because it yeah. breaks at least one more time. Yeah, it breaks a lot. It, so he gets pressed on this rock monster for a long time. And then eventually it's time for him to win. So I guess he just punches the rock monster's head off. Well, it's the, the rock monster swings at him. And because he dodges, the rocks hit the wall and then, like, break off. Yeah. So he... he Pulls and then off he the throws rock a boulder that fell off of his arm at the rock monster's head, which knocks his head off. And then he takes the head and throws it at the rock monster, causing it to break entirely, and then he takes the gem. Yeah, and then inside there, a gem. Hooray! It's all spiky and gem Stupid looking, and he puts it in his gem pouch. Yeah. And then they're back on the boat for some more good old quality man time. And now it's time for... Fucking the island of the Amazons. Oh, yeah, but but don't worry, because there's a lot of interstitial boat shots where people talk on the boat, and the narrators talk about the boat. Oh, yeah, the narrator's talking. We cut back to Jafar, where Jafar's like, oh, they got the gem! Oh, yeah, and that also is the introduction of my favorite character in the movie right then. Oh, yeah. It's when they cut back to Jafar, and all of a sudden, like, a giant muscle woman in a tiny one-piece leather bikini bathing suit walks in. And she's like, in, like, a corset and thong. Yeah, like, th- the amount of crotch coverage she has is, like, none. It's it's high-waist 80s taken to an illogical extreme. Yeah, it is insane. And she is just a giant bodybuilder friend of Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Who's like, I'm here. Hi, hi, Jafar, it's me, Sukra, your kind of acerbic sarcastic companion who doesn't like you. I've never been mentioned before this, but now I'm here. And a I guess Jafar summoned you, but he doesn't like that you're there and you offer no help. No, all she does is sort of star scream her way through all of these scenes. Like, she doesn't plot against him, but every time he does anything, she's just like, that'll never work. Oh, good job, Jafar. Looks like they got another gem. It's like, why is she there? I mean, I I, I get the impression that literally she's one of Lou Ferrigno's friends. We looked her up. She's Tegan Clive, a, a bodybuilder and actor. From like the uh, the late seventies into the into the mid eighties, and she's in a bunch of ultra terrible low budget films. Yes, including this one, including this one, and one where she's the star, something called Alienator, which apparently is like a sexy lady Terminator. Great. Well, okay, a bodybuilder well, lady Terminator. I mean, sexy. Yeah, she's got that hair that you get. Oh in my the god, eighties that eighties hair that that Woo. that sort of David Bowie wearing a labyrinth wig. Except it's been run through a chlorinated washing machine a bunch of times. It's like, I've got a perm, but I also needed my hair to go, like, up at least a foot before it started going back. Yeah, that, you know the hair we're talking about. You can picture it in your head. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it looks all weak. It it looks like she's balding, because, I I mean, I assume, because she's a giant, muscly bodybuilder. Anyway, she just shows up and just sort of mentally bothers Jafar for the rest of the film. Until she disappears at one point and appears on the side of the good guys at the very end. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the good guys are going to win. She goes, nah, fuck it. I was on your side the whole time. That's why I just hung around with Jafar. Anyway, so that's, so Sucra shows up and that's, that's Sucra. She's, she's the best addition. Oh, also, Sucra is ridiculously, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When she doesn't fit in the time period, anachronistic. Like she keeps asking about health plans and shit. Oh yeah. She's, it's, it's so weird. I, I honestly, feel like she wasn't even in the script and she just showed up to set one day and Lou was like, hey, give give a roll to my friend. Yeah, give her a job. Look, she showed up in a tiny one-piece leather bathing suit. We gotta film her. She's wearing black, put her in Jafar's room. She's Jafar's friend. Whatever, I don't care. Done. Okay, just move along. Why are we still having this conversation? I'm Lou Ferrigno. I was in the sequel to a Hercules movie last year. Come on, I'm the talent here. (laughs) Who are you? Nobody. I'm the Incredible Hulk. I'm the, I'm the bad guy in that Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding movie. Yeah. Except I'm way nicer than Arnold is. I know, that movie's so sexist. Oh, pumping iron. <laughs> anyway, he, he gets his friend to roll. So there, there she, there's her. Now we go to Amazon Island. And Amazon Island is just... Everyone falls prey to dumb traps except for Sinbad. And he falls prey to sexy dancing instead. Yeah, there's a sexy lady who sexy dances at Sinbad sexfully. And he's like, you know what's great? Getting your dick wet. I'm cool with this. Uh, yeah, she has, a, she has the gem, which is giving her the magic power of dance seduction. 
But I do like, my favorite is when the Viking gets taken out, because it's like some woman just doing backflips through the jungle. Like, he looks off to the end of the jungle, and there's just <laughs> there's just a backflip woman going by. <laughs> and she just goes from one part of the frame to the other, just backflipping her way through. And he's like, oh, I gotta see what that's all about. Oh, I mean, backflipping, lady. That lady just gets everywhere by backflipping. What a weird... <laughs> that woman's just keep getting 25 XP in the Palladium system. Palladium. So he looks around a corner, and then she just comes flying at him. And I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Vagina first. Oh, yeah. He just gets knocked the fuck out by a vagina. Yeah, like her legs, she's doing the splits, but she's doing the splits in such a way that her legs are behind her butt. I mean, she literally just smacks him in the in the neck with her mighty flying vagina and knocks him over. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, they <laughs> they had a reference to that in The Mighty Ducks with their flying V formation. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean, we saw it coming through and I was like, oh, man, is this FedEx Island? Because they are flying boxes there. <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, she... And then she lands on him, and he's like, I'm okay with this. This is fine. Like, the first thing he does is go, hey, hey. Ooh. That's, that's very forward, young lady. <laughs> oh, my. And then it cuts to all of them tied up, and the lady who's in charge of all the Amazons is sexy dancing at all of them. Yeah, she's just like, I'm gonna sexy dance at you. And then she kind of does the, like, the, the hypnotist rapid head push down thing. Yeah, whenever he's like, and fast asleep. And, and then, and you're asleep. Oh. You know, takes their hand, head in their hands, and you're asleep. He just, she just does that to them in a line, and it doesn't work on Ali because Ali is so in love with Princess Alina. And, and they're watching from, like, Jafar's room is like, yeah, watch this, Alina. Your, your Prince Ali, fabulous he, is gonna wanna get his bone on with this. Amazon lady, and yeah, then he doesn't. Look at her. Look how she's sexy dancing, Alina. Can you make that ass clap? No, I don't think you can. <laughs> can you drop it down low? Lower than you've been before? <laughs> That's what she's doing. <laughs> and, and Ali keeps going, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, my. Oh, man, I think I might be down with this particular sword. No, no, I'm not. I that's, must. That's lower than my mama's ever seen it in her lifetime. <laughs> she never would have imagined it, not even in her right mind. I must picture Alina and her boots with the fur. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so eventually everyone succumbs to sexy dancing. And then Sinbad just sort of stops. Oh no, because they don't have Poochie. Again, they don't have Poochie. And Poochie shows up and throws something at Sinbad and he it wakes him powder. up. He has some powder. Some unidentified powder of just like, hey, we got powder from that island, so, uh, you know, try not to take too much of it. Yeah. He throws it on Sinbad's back, and Sinbad wakes up, takes the gem away from the lady, and we get one shock shot. Oh no, she's not a hot young lady. She's a gross old lady. Oh no, this gem made everyone think she was super sexy, but she was, like, gross and old. Oh no. Oh, she's one of those shock shots from, like, the beginning of of Peter Jackson's King Kong, where he showed you the tribe people, and they were all, like, gross, and they had four teeth. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those. Ah, That movie had that... Why was that so racist at the beginning? (laughs) Come on, Peter Jackson. The last made a King Kong movie in like, well, granted, 1970s, but the first one was in like 1935. You can do better. I believe in you. And then he didn't do better. Yeah. Well, I mean, that leech scene was pretty rad. I'm that was, give him that. was pretty great. The whole the whole sequence. Why doesn't Peter Jackson make a horror bug movie? Right? He's I mean, so good at that. He's so good at bugs. All the times he puts bugs in movies. I mean, the Shelob fight sequence, the spy- even in the crappy Hobbit movies, the spider sequence was great. Oh, yeah. That one thing where they're like, oh, we're in this forest, and oh my god, these spiders are goddamn terrifying. Yeah. He's so good at bugs. And even that, that one scene, there's like the one bug that comes firing out of the wall and grabs a guy and breaks him on his way back into the little hole. And then, yeah, the leech eating uh, Cookie's head. head. It's not just some dude. That's uh, that's Gollum. That's, oh, Andy, hey. that's Andy Circus getting eaten right there. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, he's so good at bugs, and he clearly come, you know he comes from New Zealand, which has seven inch long crickets instead of rats. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I'm sure he could do a weta based. Oh, why hasn't that movie existed? I mean, Peter, come on, man, Peter. Peter, friend of the show, Peter Jackson. Peter Fra- Jackson. Peter per- Frampton. Peter Frampton, <laughs> personal friend of the show. With your power of making guitars talk. What don't you make a bug movie? <laughs> God damn it. I was thinking about it, I just accidentally said Peter Fraggle. <laughs> well, Peter Jackson does look kind of like a Fraggle. I can see that. He can, he's like the traveling mat of the of the uh, Fraggles. Yeah. Why doesn't he make a bug movie, though? I mean, I know he really wants to make a World War One airplane movie. That's like his dream job, and I'm sure he'll get it done. I don't know why he's just funded himself. The guy's like a multi-billionaire. Do it, Peter, and then bug movie. For us. For us, Peter. 
please. Peter, please. I'll go see it. I'm, I'm still kind of grumpy about The Hobbit, but I'll go see it. <laughs> I'm willing to trust you if it's a bug movie. You think of The Hobbit, and people are always saying, why is it three movies? It should be one movie. Yeah. I think it should be two. It could be two, and that would be fine. I'm okay with two. I think there's too many major climaxes for three, but I feel like when I was watching that third one, there's like 40 minutes of, of shtick featuring that cowardly guy that used to be the head of Lake Town's personal assistant. Yeah, which did not need to be in that no, movie. No, he, he does nothing. He just minces around and gripes about everything and dresses up as a woman for for uh, some drag uh, jokes. And that's it's like, who is this? This isn't even a character in the books. Why am I still watching him? Yeah. Just have the dragon fucking step on him. Great. Hey, by the way, Sinbad, though. Oh, Sinbad. No dragons in Sinbad. No, no dragons. Anyway. So, so he gets the second gem from the Amazon and frees all his people. And then they're on their way to the island of the dead, where two gems are. Yeah, and I don't even remember where he gets the two. I remember where he gets the first one. It's uh, the okay, so skeleton armor fight. Yeah, so he's got two fights that happen here. Yeah. The first one is uh, he has to fight the army of the dead, where there are weird skeleton warriors and just suits of armor that are animated. And just perfectly fine alive horses. Yeah, and the horses <laughs> are fine. Like, they are just regular horses ridden by suits of armor that, I guess, have ghosts in them. Yeah, something like that. I, we know that you can break them, and then they're when they are broken, they are broken. So they're yeah. more like animated suits of armor than, like, ghosts. And the whole crew is fighting against that, and at one point... Uh, oh, I should mention, they couldn't get to the Island of the Dead, or even the Amazons, but Jafar keeps sending them there. Yeah. Like, he keeps going like, I know what will stop them, I'll send them to the Island of the Dead! You're like, dude, that's where the last two gems are. Yeah, but they'll definitely die there! Totally, you guys! Why don't you send them to the other Island of the Dead that doesn't have the gems on it? (laughs) Why don't you send them into the middle of the goddamned ocean for at least three more days so your plan comes uh, I, to fruition? The whole Seven Moons thing is ridiculous, because it shows them sailing for months. Oh, yeah. There's I assume a, Seven Moons means, like, it's, lunar it's, cycles. It's gotta be lunar cycles. There's no way it isn't months, because there's even a point where Sinbad, like, falls asleep for a few days and is nursed back to health. Yeah. So, so the... Okay, so they get... <laughs> Jafar puts them at the Island of the Dead, where the last gems are, and they have to fight this army of dead people. And it's literally just some night out- outfits from some leftover, like, and, medieval you know, movie. guys dressed in all black with, like, a skull mask on. Oh, yeah. There's some of those that attack them on the boat as well. Remember that? They get yeah. attacked, like, when they're on the ship and they get attacked by, like, robes with shitty skull masks. Yeah, it's just, oh, I, I went to a Halloween store. They only had skull masks, not full costumes. So the rest of us, I just put a robe on. Yeah, and then the bad, the really evil one is the one in the white robe. Yeah. Well, anyway, he manages to get the gem from these skeleton warriors, but he gets separated from the rest of his crew. Yeah, because Jafar sends the boat back out from the Island of the Dead, but without Sinbad on it. Right. So the other crew members are stuck out in the water with no way to get back to the Island of the Dead, and Sinbad is stuck alone on the Island of the Dead with the gems. And he's got three out of the four, and then he meets... Probably the most annoying person in this movie, which is a the lady non- or the wizard, the nonsense talking wizard. Oh, okay, because first he meets the lady who's like the the wizard's friend or daughter or something. Yeah, it's it's his daughter, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm a lady that's you know I, I guess sort of good looking for the eighties. I'm a random sexy lady. I'm the I'm the only lady that we could cast that was willing to spend more than a minute rubbing Lou Ferrigno's chest. So like. Ferrigno wakes up to this lady doing that, and then behind her is a guy with that, like, ridiculous fake handlebar mustache. Oh, yeah, he's got one of those giant painted-on mustaches you see in, like, a play. And and he only speaks in gibberish. He's like a Mr. Bean. He just, he goes... <laughs> no, he is the leprechaun. Ching chong wing wong. No, no, none of that. No, it's just it's just weird gibberish. And it turns out he's a wizard who doesn't like Jafar because Jafar is a cheating wizard and not a good wizard. And he's a wizard in the way that the Wizard of Oz is a wizard, in that he does not have magical powers, but he has a hot air balloon. That's <laughs> <It's> ex- <laughs> exactly what it is. And then before they can escape the island in the hot air balloon, he tells uh, Sinbad, kind of trying to say Ali or Aladdin or something, Sinbad this one. He tells Sinbad that the last gem is being held by a big green plant monster. Yeah, it's, and it's, he's the king of the dead. Yeah, it's a big swamp thing. It, so he goes down there and kills a swamp thing. And I well, would love to tell you that it's interesting. 
Yeah, so they, they capture the daughter, and he's like, well, I gotta go save that daughter then. Yeah. And then the monster... The monster is Swamp Thing that shoots lasers. Yes, laser Swamp Thing. Like <laughs> Swamp Thing stands up and then just starts shooting lasers out of his body at random. Yeah, just lasers. And I swear to you, it's because Canon Films owned like the rights to Superman and Supergirl for a while, which means that they were just using the heat vision special effect here because it's all they had. Oh yeah, they're like, okay, well how do we make this like giant green paper mache guy... At all interesting. Without him, because we can't have him fight Lou Ferrigno because he will, he will get broken. <laughs> yeah, the second something hits that, the paper mache is going to break and it's going to look terrible. Yeah, so we have to have him stand at range and fire, I guess, lasers. Just, just bright red lasers coming out of this green <laughs> swamp plant monster. Uh, so, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno eventually beats him because he uses three of the gems to now deflect lasers. Oh, yeah. He just stands there and every time... He just holds two of the gems. He doesn't and- even move to catch the lasers. He just holds them and lasers are shot at them. Yeah. Like, the monster's like, oh, I should shoot those first, those gems. That's what I should shoot. Oh, that deflected it. I bet it only does that once, though. Right onto me is where it deflected it. It blew up a little piece of me. That's not good. I'll just shoot it again to make sure that that's, that's what definitely happened. Yeah, so then he just, after, like, shooting a whole bunch of lasers around and deflecting a bunch of shit, he stabs the giant, green, gross, bullshit monster who dies, and he gets the last gem. Oh, no, he has all four gems and a princess of his ver- girlfriend of his very own. But no way off the island. And a bullshit wizard with a little hot air balloon. The bullshit wizard's like, I've got this hot air balloon. Well, no, okay. the bullshit wizard is... <laughs> and so we constantly get the fucking daughter has to translate, going like, oh, he says, if only we could get some hot air in here. And then Lou Ferrigno's like, don't worry, I'm buff. I'll breathe into your balloon. Well, we're skipping a step because the wizard will say like, "Rack the back and take the back and take And then the, the the girl who's his daughter is like, "What he says is that we need hot air." And then it cuts to the narrator who says they needed a lot of hot air to escape the island, as the wizard explained in gibberish language to the daughter who translated it into English for Sinbad. Oh yeah, just imagine <laughs> everything we've told you is also being narrated, like. Yeah, okay, sure, they show up on the Island of the Dead and they fight things, but it can't just have that happen. While it's happening, over top of that is, Sinbad and his crew arrived on the Isle of the Dead, and they were afraid, and then the evil spirit showed up, and they began to harass Sinbad. And it's just, even scenes where they're talking, where it's just, oh yeah, he's talking to some lady, and their mouths are moving, and you know that there was dialogue there, but it's just the narrator going, Sinbad explained to her that this was going to happen. I haven't seen this much narration in a shitty film since the first of the two Ewok made-for-TV movies. Because <laughs> that one's just got Burl Ives explaining everything that's happening all the way through it. Because they don't have a choice. It's a bunch of Ewoks in the, like, 1983 uh, masks. Where they all they can do is stick their tongues out and waggle their eyes around. Oh, plus, you paid for Burl Ives. You're going to use Burl Ives. Oh, yeah. So he's just con- Oh, the, the Ewoks know of the secret tree that... Burl can- If you, uh... If you stroke the secret tree, it'll spurt liquid right in your face and hair. Ah, am I right, ladies? And you can use that sacred liquid to fix a little sick boy. (laughs) Dear God, what am I saying? (laughs) Come on, it's just, I'm trying to help this little sick boy. You know. The Grinch's, I mean, the Ewok's heart grew three sizes, and it's just, I mean, but this movie's worse because it's just some lady and it's not even Burl Ives. No, it's... Oh, oh god. Okay. Uh, okay. So they they get off the island and they're dumb bullshit and hot stupid air balloon. hot air balloon and then they find it, it starts flying really low. So I love this cuz it starts flying really low and the wizard's like or when Sinbad's like why are we getting close to the water? The wizard says and and the girl's like we need to throw off everything that isn't essential. And Sinbad immediately grabs the wizard. <laughs> Not essential, huh? Oh, get this. I've been looking to snack a piece or uh, crack a piece off of you for like an hour, and this wizard's in the way. Quit cock blocking me, wizard! And she's like, no, 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 we have ballast. <laughs> and he's like, oh, all oh, fine. <sighs> so they find the boat, and they're all hanging out together. And then the whole big gaggle of them, including their useless, stupid wizard and their pointless dwarf and their their awful new girlfriend character, go back to the happiest town in town. Yay! And then, fucking. I don't understand why everyone else just hung out in town while this was going on, but they were like, all right, man, we're going to hang out here and just fight some guards. Well, Sinbad literally says, I must go alone. And and uh, and they're like, yeah, you probably should. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. I, 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 again, once once again, Prince Ali... Fabulous he. Uh, 
doesn't go, wait, that's my girlfriend up there, and I'm like an accomplished swordsman and stuff. Why, why aren't I coming with you here? And he, don't worry about it. I'll just flex at Jafar. It's all good. Everything's fine. Oh, also, at, right before this happens, Sukra shows up in the movie and reveals that her big plan is to fight Prince Ali. Fabulous he? There you go. Yes, fabulous he indeed wants to fight Prince Ali, and she's been waiting for her whole life for the moment and opportunity to do so. So, like, she's like, I need my revenge against Prince Ali. And... City of Violence? (laughs) (laughs) And... But then when uh, Sinbad gets up into the room, she's not in there. And you're thinking, oh, okay, so she's going to show up downstairs and fight Prince Ali at the same time, and we're going to see that. But no, Fabulous He is not anywhere in the rest of this movie, basically. No, no, and neither is Sukra. So her whole thing is like, I need revenge against Prince Ali. Fabulous He. And and then (laughs) nothing. Nothing. So anyway, Sinbad gets up into Dr. Manhattan's half-watch, and he's like, and he's like, uh, hey, Hey. Jafar, I'm really mad at you. And Jafar's great, because Jafar's like, Trying to back away from him and mince at him some more. Don't you come closer now. Oh, I've, oh. I've got power of stuff. I have these four crystals, though. Oh, no. Stay away from me. It's not fair. And then he summons another Lou Ferrigno. He's so, like, the only thing that is your equal. You. Yeah, so you get a two Lou Ferrignos fight. Although, honestly, you know what's a better equal for Lou Ferrigno? Two Luferignos. Why did he just do that? Use your two spells for the day, buddy. Just go, Luferigno. Another Luferigno. No, he only had one of those prepared that day. <laughs> it's a fifth level spell. This guy's only ninth level. He's got his first one. Yeah, he's no like, bonus oh, intelligence. Man. Okay, let's let's do that. I've got I've got one Luferigno for the day. Let's do it. Summon Luferigno. Although you know, there's no summon Luferigno spell. It was a summon monster spell. Well, it was it was a clone spell. That's <laughs> oh, okay, what it was. Clone. That makes sense. It's a simulacrum. Yeah. So he tries to take down Luferigno with a Luferigno, and Luferigno's like, nope, and just kicks him into the hot glass well, rocks. First they have to get a sweaty, muscly embrace for a while. Oh yeah, they get a little frotty up in there. <laughs> See, there's there's a lot of alley frot that happens right in this one sequence. <laughs> and then he's just like, and I win. I win. I'll just throw you over the side, and then I'll put the crystals back, and then I'll march Jafar downstairs instead of killing him. Yeah, I'm just, hey everyone. I got I got Jafar here. And then he gets a round of applause from the Caliph and all of his friends and Sukra, who is just hanging out with the Viking yeah. warrior. <laughs> Sukra is now just with the rest of his squad, like, yeah, good job, good Yay. job, everyone. Good. Yeah, I was here the whole time. <laughs> the thing is, they never saw her with Jafar. If they saw Sukra, they'd be like, who are you? And she could just go, I'm here to help. I'm a crazy warrior. I was trying to do the same thing as you guys. Yep, totally. Oh, dude, on that's your what side. it is. It's setting up a sequel. Oh yeah, this Dude, is for Sinbad, Sinbad of the Eight Seas. Sinbad of the Eighth Sea. Sinbad versus Sukra. <laughs> <laughs> they probably filmed it, but I'm guessing it got really porny really quick. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that Lou Ferrigno porn that no one wants you that to know. That Lou Ferrigno hooking up with an also a, an equally muscly giant lady. Oh yeah, it's like that China porn that was around. Oh, that's yeah. She made that. It was called uh, Back Door to China, I believe. <laughs> 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 Also, did you know that she was in a uh, Marvel parody porn? Yeah. As She-Hulk? I did. Two of them, in fact. She's in the Avengers as She-Hulk, and then she has her own one. Nice. Where they add some extra characters for her to have sex with, including, I think, I want to I read the Wikipedia about this, Hawkeye. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Good. Hawkeye. Well, Hawkeye, get you some. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're going to be able to add She-Hulk villains. There aren't any of those. No. The best they could possibly do is find an equally big kind of old wrestler lady and have and do red She-Hulk. I don't even know what She-Hulk villains are. I in the, my the, mind the legal I, system. I was just gonna say, in my mind, I assume it's just lady versions of Hulk villains. So they're like <laughs> this lady it's the Abominatress. <laughs> and it's the the leader but a lady. It's the ladier. <laughs> Oh man, that's a great idea. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> Come on, Marvel, do that. The absorbing I'm sure everyone woman. will love this. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure her villains are, uh, let's see, the legal system, patriarchy, uh, not- uh, pantyhose that don't come in that size, <laughs> uh, being stuck in traffic, lattes when they get cold. Yeah, I mean, I, I know she's a total badass. It's oh, yeah. Like every time you see a She-Hulk story, it's always just She-Hulk, super professional lawyer, which is great. I love that they do that. Yeah, they were like, hey, you know how Daredevil is technically a lawyer, but that never matters? Well, She-Hulk is a lawyer, and that's what she does. Yeah. 
it made me really sad that the Daredevil show did not have Jennifer Walters or whatever her real name is as just a lawyer on yeah. the other side of one of his cases. That would have been great. That would have been fantastic. This caster, I'm sure it's because they're they're still sitting on on the She-Hulk character and learning. This is gold if we ever need a chance need to use it. Although I have no idea how they're going to do it. Are they no. gonna, I mean, CGI giant lady or costume or what are they going to do there? <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. They're bringing Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Those have got to be tits by now. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Okay, so, happy ending. The uh, gems are replaced. Yeah, everyone's smiling and happy, and then and then Sinbad presses the button and drops uh, Jafar into the pit, and then that's the end. Cuts to the end. Yeah, it's, oh, and then he got with his lady friend, and that's good for him. Yeah. And Prince Ali, fabulous he, is back with Alina, as he should have been. And fabulous she. And she's not mad at all that he left her chained up to a machine in Jafar's palace for months. Not even a little. No, it doesn't even bother her. Nope. Okay, so that was the movie. Let's go ahead and uh, so we basically none of our predictions were right except for uh, uh, my, never using a sword. My, yeah, the never using a sword was right. So there we go. We had one. Yeah, we got one. That's good. Jafar didn't die. Fucking he. We don't know if he died a or couple not. He fell in a pit. Yeah, he he didn't solve all of his problems with punching. No, he did. He did solve one by talking to snakes, but every other one was solved with punching. Basically, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Okay. So, now let's, uh, let's do our, our best and worst in this movie. So, best thing in the movie for you? Uh, the Chinese guy's outfit, of course. Uh, uh I, th- I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's, he's wearing the amazing Technicolor, uh, Chinese Green skirt. Chinese wep- uh, ancient Chinese outfit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's astonishingly cool. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> oh, Calgon, take me away from this movie. <laughs> God damn it. 80s commercial. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, his outfit's amazing, and he's actually a pretty fun character, too. He's, I mean, every time they cut to him, he just, he, he has a, a, a rigmarole of Confucius say lines. Yeah. Great. Thank, Thank you. Thank goodness for those. Uh, Confucius say, someone who is hanging, hanging upside down is not hanging right side up. Oh, okay, great. Awesome. Thanks, thanks bud. All right, we'll check in with you later. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Confucius Say. Baseball wrong. Man with four balls does not walk. <laughs> uh, that's the only one I know, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I also knew Confucius Say, bad idea to play leapfrog with unicorns. <laughs> Good. Okay, there you go. There's two of them. There you go. There's Those two. Deeply racist jokes from when you were a child. <laughs> okay, and your favorite thing? Uh, best thing in the movie for me, I want to say something else, but it's basically just his outfit. Well, it's the s- most amazing goddamn thing in this movie. You could also say the flying V. The flying V. <laughs> vag, 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 And she doesn't want to get introduced to your knuckle puck, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm showing off a little knuckle puck right now, sorry about that. Jeans that. are too tight. Holy shit, the idea of a, of a Mighty Ducks movie with a moose knuckle puck. <laughs> the moose knuckle puck and the flying V. Give me my triple X Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> I want to see Emilio Estevez get it on with somebody. <laughs> That woman he meets in the first one. Yeah, sure, why not? Whatever, I think it's one of the kid's moms. It is, it's the main kid. Uh, Mikey or something, his yeah, mom. Yeah, you know, Pacey. It's Pacey, yeah. I, I, who played the villain kid in those? I, I don't know, we're, we're, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that when we review every Mighty Ducks movie. In a row. In a row. And then the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and then the NHL team. Oh gosh, yeah, we also gotta cover the NHL team, how could I forget? And then also Ducks. <laughs> yeah, just in general, <laughs> yeah. Ducks. <laughs> okay, so least favorite thing in the movie. Uh, okay, least favorite thing in this movie is going to be the fact that Sucre doesn't get to do anything cool. Okay. Yeah, I wanted Sucre to do something rad and she does nothing. She just kind of snipes at Jafar for a while and then she shows up with the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, at least give her a fight scene. Look at her. She's a huge monster. Let her fight something. <laughs> Your least favorite thing? Okay, worst thing in this movie for me is the narration. The constant narration, which is... It's interminable. I can't stand it. Every time something was happening, they were like, Oh, we can't just show what's going on. We have to do that plus tell you what's happening. It is... It's just insulting, is what it is. Like, I'm sitting here watching the movie, I'm like, Shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. No, I don't want to hear about it. Don't... I don't care about that kid. Just shut the kid up. No, don't... Shut up. Don't let the kid ask a question. Kid, shut up. 
Parent, shut up. Everyone, shut up. It's To me, it's like, it's embarrassing because the characters aren't having a human conversation. I feel the same way whenever I'm watching, like, one of those genre superhero TV shows, like your arrows and flashes and so on, where whenever two characters have, have a big kiss moment, the next episode they have to go like, hey, was it weird that we kissed recently? No, it's not weird. It's weird that we didn't kiss sooner. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? No one does this. No one talks about one kiss they had the other day. They see each other the next day. They start making out. That's how that works. <laughs> You've already established that kissing is rad. Go for it. Shut the hell up, Stephen Amell. You're way smoother than this. <laughs> also, Stephen Amell, why do you have no chemistry on that show? It's weird, isn't Look, it? Fucking Arrow and Felicity are supposed to be... Like, totally in love, and he cannot make eye contact with I know, her. it's weird that he's hooking up with Felicity, who he clearly, like, hates or something. The problem is that his best chemistry he's ever had on the show was with Katie Lotz, who played the, fir- the, uh, the, the first canary. The first canary. That, that was good chemistry, but I think that's just because she's magically good. <laughs> and she was able to get past his terribleness. I kind of wonder, do you think he'd have good chemistry with, Mr. with uh, Captain Mr. Cole? Mr. Freeze? Well, no, Captain Cole. I was trying to, I had my cold villains confused, but do you think he'd be able to get a little chemistry on with Captain Cold with, uh, what, what's the guy who plays him? I don't remember. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, Wendell he'd be something. able to get a little bit of the snart. Yeah, right? I feel like that's what the problem is, is they keep trying to hook Green Arrow up with women. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> do it. That guy is a definite Leonard fan. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, ratings. How we do it? Each of us gives a rating one to five. That gives us our rating out of ten. Jeff. Sinbad of the Seven Seas, rating, go. This is getting a one. There's no redeeming feature in this movie. There, there's, there's, usually when I give something above a one, it's because it's got something I like in it. Like I'm, I'm like, oh, this movie's a piece of shit, but at least it's got dinosaurs. Or this movie's a piece of shit, but at least there's some techno babble. Nothing in this. There's From start to finish, it's just ter- interminable narration, bad, stupid fight scenes, just whining idiots. It's, it's awful. I hated it. Yeah. Okay. So, it's a one for me. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 1.5. Okay. And that 0.5 is fabulous, he. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> was going to say, it's like you're pouring a little out for Sucra. <laughs> also that. Basically, the storyline that never existed, that was supposed to be Sucra versus Prince Ali. Yeah. Fabulous, he. Clearly, I'm oh, sorry, fabulous, he. Clearly missing. Missing, and that phantom movie gets a 0.5 from me. Okay, very good. So, that <laughs> gives Sinbad of the Seven Seas a 2.5 out of 10. Great, terrible movie. Don't watch it. It's shitty. Thanks, Gord Captain. Ugh. Okay, so we will be back next week with another random, probably crap movie that you guys have recommended. If you want to recommend something else to us, or send us something, contact us at uh, systemmastery at gmail. Shoot us a tweet over on the Twitters. Give us a Facebook message. Give us a thumbs up. Make us feel good about ourselves. We are crying constantly in the fetal position. Please someone recommend Ewok's The Caravan of Courage, because I don't think John has seen it. Oh, I've seen it, but it was when I was like six. There you go. That's So we need to, we need to make John watch that. It's stupid. <laughs> Alright, so uh, you can check us out on any of the social medias. You can go ahead and check out our other podcasts if you haven't already, and if you haven't, do so. Yeah, yeah, if you're listening to us, it's because you don't mind a movie review podcast that occasionally mentions role-playing games. Yeah, so if you like role-playing games, or just like us, if you like us, please, please listen please, to anything. Please tell us, we need it. We need that We need that approval. I, my self-esteem is so low. <laughs> it's true. You should see him. He doesn't take care of himself. I'm too depressed to bite through a piece of toast. <laughs> but at least he was able to open his mouth so I could pull the toast up and away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Thank you so much. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye.